No, no. All right, rolling. No, no drinking about. sound effects. Why? Because no, the listeners have let me know that they're against. Mm. No. That's good. You can't. Show. No, don't enjoy right. a beverage. No, I won't. The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmes. You know what? That's good enough. <laughs> so thirsty, though. <laughs> He's so thirsty. Can we smack lips? <laughs> Michelle does something. My wife does something. Oh, you lucky she, bastard. She, she eats. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. She will eat so loudly. Ew. Yeah. It's just a... My dad has TMJ in his joint so bad. Let's explain TMJ. Because to it's me, a, that's the Milwaukee Journal. That's exactly what he has. Yeah. In his mouth. Really? At all times, he's chewing newspaper. No, it's when your uh, your jaw pops Michelle has and that it, too. And it's every bite. Oh. And there's certain times I have to leave the table. I'm like, I have to leave the table. I have this thing when I'm eating that my temples move a ton. So if I'm wearing a hat. Yeah, when I chew gum, that happens. It goes, the hat moves up and down like I'm doing a partial magic trick. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. And, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The levitating hat. You've never seen that trick? I have not. It's a great. You're practically David Blaine. It's. I'm not practically. I you am Dave Well, it's, he gets all his In a glass box with a partial levitating hat. First off, that's not a magic trick, sitting what? in a glass box over Central Park for a week. No, it's- a, But what he's doing now may be the greatest magic thing of all time, where he's just going to float across the East River holding balloons. Now, I know it's probably tricky. Probably. Well, wait, wait a second. You think it might not be- You think it might be sorcery? You there think- was a guy in England who tried to tie balloons to a chair, went up- Died. You shouldn't it be drinking so much. I, I got a little burp on that. <laughs> he was a priest. He, oh, that's right. He was a priest. And he started to float away in the balloons. And off he went. And they did he just get going too high and then fell? I, I yeah. think the balloons Yeah, they started to give out. Balloon. And he's like, oh, this is no good. So there's a chance if David Blaine has the proper balloon consultants that he can do this. Yeah, What? but what element is he putting in there? It's probably not helium. Is there something lighter than helium? Don't know. It's a hot air balloon at that point, Essentially, right? that's all he's doing. Is that but what he's to doing? guide it, like say, I'm going to do this and, and land in Jersey, is pretty impressive. Here, This is the thing about magic tricks on television. There's nothing that says you can't lie. Right. So yeah. they just lie. They say, there is no trick photography being used here. Right. And then they just stop the camera and they rotate. But does that... David Copperfield... That's, but all magic is lying. Yes, but when you say no trick no photography... No trick photography is true when they say the cameras weren't used for this. Right. But, where but then we, they use the camera. Where we placed them has everything to do with why it worked. So it's not really a special effect. It's just the okay, proper so, placement. So it is kind of a yeah, camera. But if you're there, you see it happening, right? You see the stage rotating so the Statue of Liberty disappears. Yeah, I, I still don't understand how that happened. Because he flew a helicopter where she was. That screwed me up. Well, first of all, you believe I was younger. an actual lady. I was younger. It isn't? That's a, you, don't think, you think there's a lady in there? Dude? You're saying that's a man? Statue of Liberty is very progressive. What a woke statue to be a man in a dress that early to that take is, those it's chances. Ahead of its time. Wow. Thank you, friend. huge, too. Unbelievable. I mean, it makes sense now. Really? <laughs> Her feet were very big. Very fun. manly. All right. This is going to be uh, this is a, an episode that I'm really excited about. Um, There's better looking me on the show. Good. You know what? You know what? It's, you're going to find out that he's, he's very similar. Uh, this, okay. is a, this is a big voice episode. Okay. Um, like the Alan Gold, Kevin Pollack. Fantastic. I've discovered this guy recently. I believe... You did, um, his name's John Bailey, first of all, and I believe he's the next Don LaFontaine. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you mean big voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll hear. Don't talk yet. Uh, you've got strict instructions to be quiet right now. Uh, there's a commercial, I believe it was you, that I even read for and knew I wasn't going to get because my big voice sounds so phony, right. um, but I remember getting, I just did audio, but did, was that you in that commercial with the, uh, did you do a commercial? No? Maybe in a in a car, like in a car. Yes. Yeah. So like doing a Tide commercial or something. Oh, like you're that? no it's Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, you're the big voice guy in the passenger yep. seat. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I see, love I told this you, guy. You'd oh, find yeah. Man, that's one of the most clever spots I've seen using big voice guy ever. Yeah. And I, because of big voice guy, I do radio, so I know no one ever looks like their voice. <laughs> Watching you do that, you are, and this isn't an insult, the first person that I've actually watched do it and still didn't believe it was you. <laughs> it was so 
I just so realized, out of this I just world. realized in in terms of our latest talks about Sarah Cooper, <laughs> I did not re- recognize his actual regular voice because I thought the deep voice al- always came out of you, but it's just a deeper <laughs> register of your actual voice. I can hear the raspiness. But yeah. I don't. I don't hear the you know the 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 boom yet. Well, I can tell by the microphone. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that thing is legit. Yeah. Yeah. The EIB network. <laughs> uh, so the other thing I'm I saw. I'm just compensating for something. That's <laughs> yeah. No, it's a big mic, man. So I'm what impressed. I the other thing I saw you doing. Yeah, I didn't even re- re- look at the size is, of it. I did not realize it's pointed down. I feel like I'm watching Blacked.com. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I saw you do was just walking out in public. I think this was on the yeah. on the top. Break.com stuff, yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, what is it? Break, break.com. They were, back when uh, back when the channel that owns Honest Trailers had several channels, they had they had me doing these prank videos where I'd go around and just describe whatever they were wearing or doing. They tried initially to, like, tell me through had earpieces, and right. that was a disaster. So I decided And you've to... lost a lot of weight since then, huh? Yeah, I dropped, uh, I've dropped 70 pounds since Holy those cow. first videos. And how did, you, how did you do that? With just talking I, more? I stopped eating so Called Will Tower, Frank. Hey, I've been, I've, been, I've been up and down. Frank bothered me today. He's like, you look fit today. Yeah, you do. I feel yeah, fit. I was 313 back then. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So the camera how... had 60 pounds. Did so. your voice change at all with the weight? <laughs> That's what I was worried about. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I talked can. to I talked to other voice actor guys that are big guys. And I was like, does that change your voice? Because I watched the the Pawn Stars. Yeah, and remember Chumley lost a bunch of weight and his voice changed. Yeah, he I started like, sound like Chumley the cartoon. Is character. that a thing that can happen? I started getting nervous. <laughs> like like the Tennessee. Tennessee Tuxie. What is it, Chumley? You're a genius. Is that what? I'm... Uh, no. Phineas J. Whoopi, you're that's a genius. right. Phineas yeah. J. Whoopi. Took me a second. Right? Well, you're too young. Oh. How, how old are you? You're 15. 40, 41. Oh, oh, you're 41. Okay, great. So, I was thinking you were much younger than me. You're, you're, oh, thank you. You're much younger than John. <laughs> I'm well, you talked about this one. He talked about me like I was like a, a 90 year old man. He's like, oh, you're such an influence on me. Well, I started when I started getting interested when I was a teenager. So, I mean, it wasn't that. I wasn't. I'm 44. Young. How old yeah, do you think three. I am? <laughs> wait a second. Wait a I second. Mean, Hold on. No, wait. I'm 46. Hold on. You're uh, 2020. I'm 46. Yeah, you've never 46. known you're actually. So you must have been really young in Mad TV then, because I remember watching it as a, as a either a tween or a teen. I was probably 24, tw- five. Yeah, I must yeah. have been. Yeah, I was around 25. Because when I did hype on the WB. Ooh. That hey, I'm sorry. I'm Maybe I was older than I thought no, I was. <laughs> don't be honest. You were good, but hoof. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pronounced roof. roof. I think roof. that's how you pronounce hype on the WB. Yeah, well, can I do roof? No, it was. You, you know that your show is be, is in trouble when the whole night on the WB. Well, it was Steve Harvey and some other stuff, and we it, they they labeled it hype night Sunday night. Sunday night is hype night on the WB. <laughs> and three weeks later, it was the WB Sunday. So we knew we were gone <laughs> because they changed from. I know when your show sucks. When a guy like John does tonight on ER, and then later <laughs> when the next guy comes on for the fun show. Oh no! I used to do. I used to. You know, I used to do that bit on. on uh uh-uh. Yeah, t- t- tonight on a very I special that bit, yeah. Seinfeld, and then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the then same Joey that was, loses that was, whole, that was a long yeah. sketch. Yeah. That was a great sketch. I don't remember. Yeah, that, yeah, that was. A, yeah, I used to do. I I know you probably didn't ever hear me do it, but uh-uh. you don't care enough. For it. <laughs> I care. <laughs> I was. There uh, for you. I was yeah. there for you. Not in the uh, early days. What was it? And then on an all new ER. That's what yeah, it was. It, it was, was like when I tonight on Friends. Joey's going crazy. And then maybe I inadvertently stole that from you, but I've always thought maybe. that meant that the NBC hated your show. They play. They. Stamped no, it, it was it guy. was for comedy and then drama. Yeah, it's oh. it based on the genre of the show. Yeah, like it'd be like tonight on a dramatic episode of This Is Us, listen and up that. next, it's oh, you know, oh, just, man. Yeah, we're just gonna listen. Oh comedy. man, so, <laughs> gold! I love that. Yeah, you. It's unbelievable because when I do that, it sounds like a guy trying to do it. Yeah, and when you do it, it sounds <laughs> That's like what I you're think I sound like when I do really? it. Really? Yeah. But yeah, you, you have it's, it's, it's just your voice. I guess because I guess because Don just I mean even when Don wasn't doing the voice, he still just talked like talked like this, like he right. was just there. And then when he really added it on that famous interview he did with ABC, when he's like, "I don't just talk like that all the time," because if I did, I'd have to go in the grocery store and be like, "Where are the cans of peas?" <laughs> <laughs> people would be like, "Whoa!" So See, yeah, I just it, it felt so put on to me, and I, I got that a lot early in my career. It's like, oh, that's that fit, that voice is fit. You're, they actually accused me of lip syncing it back then. Really? Which, which is funny. Wait, oh no, you're, you're, getting into, you're getting into our big thing. <laughs> What's funny is uh, uh, at KUPD here in Phoenix, the station I work at, we have a guy named David Lee. You may know he does a lot of uh, stuff yeah, nationally. Sure. 
And the time I met him, one time I met him. Now, David Lee's the guy that on, uh, he does Monday Night Football for radio. For Westwood One. Right. And he growls. Everything's yeah. growl. And our station being a rock station, 98 King UPT. Arizona's a real rock. <laughs> and it's gotten really cartoony. And then yeah, you and meet if you, him. If you have some speed with that voice, yeah. then you go straight into Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's Monster Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's getting free. He sounds like that. I'm getting hit by a tire. (laughs) I met him, and he's like, "I've been saying your name for a long time. It's a pleasure to meet you." Like, (laughs) oh no way! Does he talk like that all the time? Pretty much. Like you hear it all the time. Like I hear your big voice in your regular voice. David's is a little more. He growls words, but he's like five four, hundred and twenty five pounds. Long hair or no? Uh, When I met him, it was pulled up, so it might be long, but it's kind of man butt. Sort of a. If I remember right, it was back behind him. It might have been just slicked back. But I don't remember if it was long or not, because I was just happy to have met him. Uh, early in my career, uh, and I had no, no idea at the time that Chris Parnell uh, was from my hometown. I did just there's this there's this local show. He used to be a teacher. If anybody didn't know that before he was on SNL and before he was in movies, he was a teacher in Germantown, and I was from Memphis. And they had this local uh, like TV educational show. Can you not hear me? No, I'm, no, I'm pointing at something. Else. Sorry. <laughs> no, we got. Yeah, I just like to wave at you. He's just no, going. No, Hi. what happened was and is Toledo, our producer, pulled up the screen to 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 look at some people and show us some stuff on the internet, and you and we away. can't see you. So ah, oh, gotcha. So John was, get it off. I was being a. I was being what <laughs> so, you call a professional. Uh, he, I forgot. There's this show called The Knowledge Bowl on local TV, where two schools would compete in just a trivia game, and he was hosting. And I thought the whole. I was waiting for it to get funny. Because I thought it was an SNL sketch because it looked just like an SNL sketch. <laughs> and then I found out that he was from Memphis. And my first recording in, in a studio in Memphis, when I first got my first start, they were having me just record some stuff for my demo. And I saw this guy in there. And when I came out, I recognized his voice instantly. And I was like, you're the guy that does the local WMCT TV5. You know? He's like, yeah, my name's Jack Parnell. I was like, Parnell? As in Chris Parnell? He's like, yeah, I'm his dad. How about that? And he really? was there at the studio. And, and the funny story was he just, he, that's just, just the way he talks all the time. He just has this voice and he can't ah, change it. And I gosh. heard him auditioning for like <laughs> little kids characters like Batman, but the, the, the Nick Jr. level stuff, like play, <laughs> play school or whatever. And him trying to do characters is <laughs> the funniest <laughs> Impossible. thing because his, his natural voice is just that voice. So when he tries to do the characters, they're just awful. It's too clean. When did it you was like oh that's so cute when, when, <laughs> so when you uh, went through puberty what did you have a big uh, pre-puberty voice I, I don't think I ever did uh, from about 13 on I basically sounded like this which is just a baritone but yeah. my brother showed me um, Pablo Francisco's bit yeah and where and I, and I have such a particular voice I have a very particular voice <laughs> set of <laughs> ears <laughs> and I can like pick out the voices and it's like he's not really doing Don. He's doing like half Hal Douglas and half Don. Yeah, he's Fontaine in. He was. He was in the Don middle. Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> he's Don Douglas. That's why his voice sounds like this, you know. And he does his little tortilla boy. <laughs> but that's kind of how I got interested in the movie trailer voice. And then I saw Don's Geico commercial in a world where her car was totally underwater. You know, and that's see that is that's Don LaFontaine. Damn it! That's so, the... do you have issues doing that at all, or do you switch it up, or do people ask you for a Don LaFontaine type of voice? It depends on the on the job. There's like, there's, there's there's you know we want a movie trailer voice, and then like we want a very Don voice, like the Brooklyn Nine Nine spot that I did. They wanted they wanted Don. They wanted a very old school because it was made like an. They even edited it to look like an eighties you know commercial. It was like tonight on the Nine Nine, and you remember Don had that. Hard edge like Terminator Two, Judgment Day. I just I, that wasn't the voice I fell in love with. <laughs> That's the drama, one nobody else hits though. I, I always did the Hal Douglas, the Tonight on the yeah. WB. Hal Douglas, yeah. odd, oh, uh, the odd it's, life of Timothy Green, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Because he had the thing where he went back in the back of his throat before he went down. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing what he did in the Seinfeld trailer too, like in that yeah. Seinfeld. No, I like it in here. <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't even know that that's the same. That's Hal Douglas. That's the guy. Oh, okay. Hal we Douglas lost both of those guys, too. Right. They're yeah. two of the best. Hal yeah. Douglas was the... He was a little more warming, and like you Roma- said... Romance, romantic comedies. You yeah, know, but he yeah. did everything. Uh, raunchy comedies. Yeah, he had that voice that God. was just very, But you know. LaFontaine had that edgy... Yeah, it was, it was hardcore. It was, yeah, it was like it was action. punching you in the face. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he came up with all those phrases. One man. In a world. Like, he wrote oh. those. <laughs> well, I did that sketch with him that you saw that I, I posted. Yeah. It was me, Pablo, and Don LaFontaine. 
and um, it's amazing. It's and it's a fun it's a fun sketch because it was the three tenors, yeah. but it was yep. the three trailers. <laughs> yep. And uh, it could have been even better. We didn't have a lot of time to rehearse and stuff like that. It was just one of those things that was thrown together. I, I wanted it to be the best thing on the show, and we just ran out of time and had to put. A, that's where Pablo Francisco met Don LaFontaine, by the with way. You? Oh, okay. Yeah, he never met him. But didn't then, he hang out with him for the rest of the day? He, he hung out with him. I, Don didn't care about me at all. And, and then, then Don, <laughs> then Don <laughs> willed him all his equipment. Is that and right? I think Pablo sold it for drugs. I was going to say, Don, Don probably called you later. <laughs> I have a horrible drug addiction right now. It's Pablo's fault. In a world get, of drugs. In a world of drugs. Was was addicted. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, Once you pop, that. you just can't stop. <laughs> Cocaine. So you, I love it. You start out, I told you you'd like this oh, show. It's such a good sound. <laughs> you start out, uh, like, like John was talking about, pre-puberty. Do, do you do voices as, uh, as a young kid as well? Yeah. That's what the, my first voice. I was three. Uh, I'm a, I was a competitive kid, and my mom came in and goes, "Oh, I can do the voice of Grover." And I was instantly like, "I know I can do better than she." Can. <laughs> so, and then later on, she was like, "Oh, I can do Yoda." And like, that's just Grover with dyslexia. So, big deal. <laughs> like, so uh, yeah, it was PBS was all we had back then. So it was just Mister Rogers and Sesame Street characters. But yeah, I, I started imitating then, and then I heard. Optimus Prime's voice, Peter Cullen and, oh. and Voltron first. Wait, have you heard um, him do Optimus Prime? No, do it. This is yeah, he's, got, he's right. I'm right behind his head back there on the yes, shelf right next, to, next to Shazam. So Shazam, your other side, right behind your head on the other side. Um, yeah, behind me. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, oh, 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 there I am. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's right in disguise. That sounds computerized. Well, he does. You do what for Hasbro and stuff like that? You do some toys. So I, I. I first started as the voice of Optimus for uh, a show called Combiner Wars, which was season one of, a sh- of an online streaming uh, Transformers cartoon called uh, the Prime Wars Trilogy. And from that, uh, Hasbro had a lot of jobs that basically Peter Cullen would just not do. And they were like, we wanted a Peter Cullen sound like we tried to get. And I, I, always, I always make sure, like, I don't want to take anybody else's job unless they absolutely will not or cannot. I'm not going to, don't even bother. So if they're like, look, they're, he's just basically saying, no, his agent turned this down. So we would like a sound alike. So I would do commercials, fill in the, the, the reels and stuff they would send for Target and Walmart for their new like toy lines. They'd have me doing an intro thing for it. Like employees of Walmart. You know, it was, all, it was fun <laughs> right? for me. Is that crazy? Cool. <laughs> Some brand spots and stuff. Uh, and then when the new movie came out, the movie movie came out, um, because it was it was a tenth the budget of the previous Michael Bay films. So instead of doing it the way they'd done before, where they would have them come in with the motion capture cameras and record the audit and record the sessions. And, you know, and Optimus was in the movie a lot. This was he was very briefly in it. So it was basically done for a much lower budget. They Peter was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't. That's I'm not where I work for scale, which is understandable. You know, he's the, the OG. And I'm like my my I made sure he didn't want it. My agent's like, well, they just need a temp voice for scratch, just the ADR stuff, which I don't. I do lots of ADR stuff. So I'm like, yeah, cool. So I got in there and got to go to Paramount. And not until my like third session, I did three really short sessions. And not until my third session did I find out that the guy I was working with was Travis Knight the whole time. I had no idea because I didn't know what Travis Knight looked like. <laughs> I know what Shyamalan looks like. I know what Lucas. I didn't know what Travis Knight looked like. Right. And he was like, "Dude, you're my favorite." He's like, "Yeah, if I could talk in that voice, I talk like that all the time." <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I so, had yeah, I had really cool. him. I had John Bailey uh, send me a text. I, I became I, I fanboyed out myself and made my <laughs> I made him do one for my um, for for Juliet. Oh. As I, uh, Oh, let me ask this. How tired of you are, uh, like, that's got to be the most annoying thing ever is to have celebrities making you do this for free. No, are you kidding me? I would do Frank doing would never do that right? for you. <laughs> no, I would not. No <laughs> way. Never. I, no, I'd yeah. say, do you have Apple Pay? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did, I always try to go the extra mile. I always try to give. I, with nothing, I remember nothing those days. Return, you just give. Yeah. Yeah. So he asked me, he's like, can you just say, you know, my name and, and Autobots roll out, whatever. And I add in this, your father, Frank, is one of our operatives. He's always on the lookout for Decepticon activity. You know, I, I love doing this, especially for kids, you know, and I get a lot of autistic kids that, that get requests and I try to go above and beyond if I have the time because now I can do it where I, I never could do it before, but with an app, I can make Optimus Prime actually say something. Throw it oh, like, oh, oh, right. Fantastic. Communication from Optimus Prime. I've even talked to Hasbro about possibly doing stuff because of the quarantine. So many kids are locked in. So, uh, the 
Peter B. Parker uh, from New Girl. He's doing all the stuff as Spider-Man for kids, and I think that's freaking great. I love that stuff. Makes me feel like I, I have like uh, the worst voice in the world when he talks. I know it's I it's crazy. Like, <laughs> feel like I'm trying to I shed an accent. I've had stand-up comedians quit because I do sound. I'm like, yeah, but you do impressions. They're oh. supposed to be funny. I'm I'm supposed to sleep sneak sneak in like a ninja, replace the guy, yeah. and nobody ever knows. <laughs> so, you know. So how many is that? What your main job is is the ADR that, stuff. Yeah, looping? pretty much. For people you, who you don't think know. being well known because of honest trailers just being such a big brand you'd think that i do tons of trailer work I, that's maybe maybe a fifth or less but most of it's just sound alike most of it's adr and it's because so the quick. trailers they, they don't so do fast. but they don't do the voiceover in trailers as much anymore that well there's okay well there's a different i thought this might come up there's a difference because theatrical trailers yes theatrical trailers you'll only hear a voice at the very end when they actually say the name of the film or in romantic comedies or kids movies but in all the other films there's a lack of voice these days but once do you know why to, that is do you have any idea why the, I, I i don't know it's just that's just how it's broken down in in, in categories there's the theatrical trailers and the tv campaign though but that's you're talking about 27 to 50 spots and there's going to be a voice in all of them and it usually right. it's one of the top five or six guys it's ashton smith it's uh howard parker it's scott rummel and you know they'll do 20 something spots and then they'll also get breakdowns for the web and for radio and that can be a huge campaign worth tons of money and if it comes with any brands like snickers dr pepper those guys make some uh, lexus something like iron man i think they had a couple car commercials that went along with it as long as like mcdonald's some big restaurant all the happy meal commercials i mean it could end up being a huge payday it just depends on what you book you know and then it kind of breaks down underneath that to subcategories where it's like these rates are too low so they'll get Guys that are, you know, on dot com sites. To a guy, has, a guy who has half the gravel of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We can only that's just doing this voice and he thinks it's a movie trailer voice and it just sounds like somebody's constipated. That would be me. The, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, that I, you know, what's funny. I've been watching like trailers from the mid 80s, early 80s, I and I 80s didn't trailer. realize how campy everything oh, was. Yeah. There were very And they few. still made it sound awesome. Yeah, but there were very <laughs> few voices like yours. That sold me that movie with the gravity of, yeah. and, and you realize how I don't know when that transition happened, you know. And it, when Don, La, when Don La came Fontaine, in. right? Yeah. I don't have you. Do either of you know the story of how Don got into that? Uh huh. I don't. Uh, so I, the, I know a little bit, but get into it because you know everything. So Don was a producer, <laughs> and the, the the voiceover guy called in sick. No, and they're like, no, Don, no, why no, don't no, you no. Go in there? Tell it from first person as Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did well, you get was, in, Don? I was in the aisle of the store finding out where the cans of peas are. <laughs> <laughs> I was a producer on the show, and no. the other guy called in sick. So I stepped in and said, in a world, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. God <laughs> dang it. That's good. I have no reason to speak ever again. Yeah. That's what I'm basically yeah. doing, bringing all these people on so you so stop I quit. doing everything. So I just stop everything. Well, I'll do it. Yeah. This is this is how this is how man's supposed to sound. Yeah, yeah I mean, we I are not back around your room and see how many of the voices in this room that I could actually do. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what we do from time to time. Is we'll just yeah. pull people up. And I mean, start you, you've doing... got you've got Mike over here on your desk. Oh yeah. I mean, come on, Saul. <laughs> yeah, we always <laughs> do. okay. All right. Last thing I need to do is listen to you, Walter. <laughs> that's right. And you got you got to do the teeth they do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to Every look. He's mad at and you have to look like your face is melting. In, yeah, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Make also, sure your eyes are way down yeah. here. If you're watching, make sure call your voice Saul. is way back here. <laughs> make you take your sandwich. <laughs> Chronologically, you're actually watching him Benjamin Button too, because the prequel he looks horrible compared to Breaking <laughs> right. Bad. So. Now, I'm also very disappointed that that Deadpool is in missionary position. I'm like, oh, come on, guys, this is a good one. Too. You know better than that. That's really good. I mean, at least doggy style. Come on. <laughs> that's excellent here's the funny thing is i hear a little bit of the the uh, your voice in that not that not as a negative because it happens with normal frogs but i hear the ryan reynolds and then i hear you a yeah. little bit yeah. too yeah. i did an accidental ryan. ryan reynolds the other day and i can't get it back i don't know where oh, it no. was they come and go. no it was just you, you, i'm sure that happened before i'm like oh, what did i do <laughs> so you're walking yeah, around the house why, going this is why you style. record yourself no i just why you're in the middle of it you record I, it right then on your phone yeah. and then you I, no i could later. only do it like once or twice was, hi there and i just did it and <laughs> yeah, it was you have to do that oh hi there how are you that's, yeah that's the word hi there and remember right. that s that smart s like like tim gunn has that smart s you know just add that s to ryan reynolds voice and there you go it's tim gunn sound like you're just a cocky sob who knows every better than everyone else does and has an enormous penis when it's actually really small He's like still, that. I still believe he's kind of doing Jim Carrey. Uh, that's in why the Deadpool movie. when I watched Deadpool, that's what like I said. He's doing Jim I actually like thought of like 
when I do, I do this thing on TikTok called Celebrity Auditions because I, I work with this deep fake app and I have to work with what they have. And of those pick faces, I have to pick the ones I can actually do really well. So I'll take a famous thing like Ace Ventura and then have other celebrities doing it. And when I did Ryan Reynolds doing Ace Ventura lines, people were like, holy crap, that so works. Like, they it's the same freaking, thing. When, yeah. The first time I saw Deadpool, it was like, hi there. Yeah, people were getting like, mad at me because <laughs> I'm like, it's, I've seen this. It's Ace Ventura. Yeah. It's not, and people are like, it's the funniest movie you've ever seen. I'm like, it's good, but it's Ace Ventura. You know what's well, This insane. guy knows what I'm talking about. He yeah. wore the brown pants. <laughs> right. It's yeah. the same. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's uh, but a little I, slower, but not. Yeah, like, here's yeah. the thing. I've gotten to. I, that style of speaking, I now attribute to Ryan Reynolds, though, because yeah. he's done it so much, and Jim Carrey doesn't really do that anymore. Yeah. Right. That I, it's now Ryan Reynolds. That's the other thing is it's he cyclical. turned it down a bit though. He like he oh took yeah, yeah. It, it carries at eleven. He took it down to like an eight. Yeah, but not <laughs> only yeah. It's, there's a there's an element of relaxation in the voice, and I I especially hear it when you do it. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And he can act too. Don't get me wrong. He can freaking act because I've actually had to do his actual sound of like in, as ADR in films. And the what I get a lot because they've they've apparently worked with other Ryan Reynolds soundalikes, but like a lot of guys we've worked with, they can sound like Ryan Reynolds, but they cannot act like him. Right. And when you, when you have to just get down in there and you have to freaking turn on the chops, I mean, you have to be there. And they're like, "Holy crap, that's freaking yeah, okay, yeah." That's <laughs> the, that's the key. Is most impressionists that I've ever seen have a real difficulty interacting with the dialogue and all yep. they can do is their thing right and yeah. they can that do one, the that lines. one memorized phrase yeah the, that, the that, lines yeah. they've heard like you see that a ton on tiktok yeah, so much and it's 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 pretty impressive that people can do so many but it's way easier to just get the phrase because you know where the up and the down is yeah. it's to be able to talk like them and create other dialogue and improvise or yeah. act like them that's I tell them to read some Shakespeare and, and maintain the voice and see how well they can really do it. Yeah. yeah. If they can do that, then they're, then they're good, you know. Yeah, it gets hard when you start to drift from your caricature right. of the voice. And it's like yeah. the ones that are great are the ones you can just do. Yeah, because you notice every single time that he says Jim Carrey impression, it's actually an Ace Ventura impression. It's not right. a Jim Carrey impression. Yeah, nobody does right. conversational nobody, Jim Carrey. Nobody just talks like Jim. I yeah. mean, nobody actually yeah. tries to do that because it's hard because <laughs> he's normal. Normal voices are the <laughs> right. hardest ones. Yeah, and it, and the, it, but that, that's the other th- thing is the caricature is what people know, and most of the time it's a character. That's right. what mm-hmm. always drove me nuts. Is people like listen to my Tom Hanks. Life is like yep. a ball. Right. Yep. No, Forrest that's Forrest. Like Chris Gump. Hemsworth. Yeah. Hello there. My name is Thor. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. not even his accent. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's amazing how. People get that mixed up, but that's the thing that drives me crazy on TikTok too. Is that all the people are always asking for impressions of people? They're like, "Do Heath Ledger in is Heath Ledger's Joker?" Yeah. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, thirty-five thousand people do that on TikTok already. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking for another one? Yeah, that's the that stuff hard. that drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. All you gotta do is grab the camera and lick your lips and just be like, "Hey, I got these cars." I mean, it's yeah. It's it's zero. It's min- minimum effort, guys. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> it's this amateur hour. Come on, TikTokers. What was the thing where Ryan Reynolds of. actually saw you did you did something that went pretty viral? I guess right. Um, um let's see. Oh, it was the uh, the one where I talked about the different movie trailer voices because it was. I, I started realizing that my old content that went nowhere does crazy good on tiktok so i just started ripping off my own stuff right so i i made i made the video that actually my first manager found me on and also honest trailers found me on was me doing i, I took a, I took a movie trailer and i split it into like five genres so each one had like this was a romantic comedy section this was an action and i just flipped between you know don Fontaine, how douglas etc and it did it did okay i think you get like thirty thousand views on youtube and kind of just stuck there it may have it may have more now because it's been on there for 15 years, but that's what attracted my first manager, which built up a career. And by the time that Honest Trailer saw the same video, I had, you know, my website linked in the caption. And then I had like a Netflix type page with all these thumbnails of videos that I actually had done trailers for. And some of them you could actually watch the trailer linked right there. So uh, I, I tried that same video. I was like, well, that did OK for me then. Let's see what it does now. So I just changed the camera format and redid it because I'm better at them now anyway. <laughs> and uh, just talked about who the guys were and put their names on the stre- screen and did their type of voice. So you could tell because a lot of people just hear deep voice guy. You know, yeah. I, I get a lot of, oh, you're, you're Keith David and you're Optimus Prime and your epic voice. They all sound the same. Well, you're hearing a deep pitch. You're t- hearing that, you know, that low voice, but you're not hearing the subtle details. The, the difference between like Keith David, for instance, he has that, that way that he says things and it makes you want to just shake this pulse in his hand. You know, <laughs> and Optimus Prime is way back here, back in the back. 
deep, deep down, Sam, I need you to get inside me and drive me hard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then Don LaFontaine is up a little bit more right here, just very hard edge. And, the, and you can, somebody with a good ear can hear it. Yeah, Everybody else is like, oh, that's, in the last that's one. Well, we talk about it all the time. Uh, John will say to me, you're one of the only people I could talk to who will understand this. Yeah. You change <laughs> where you're talking about in your... Yeah. Mm-hmm talking in your throat in your yep. in your cheeks yeah. you can change things in your mouth yeah. and it's like muscle memory yeah. um yeah. to be able to because what we're doing is magic tricks people don't always yeah. realize that basically it's yeah a, it's an illusion and like i did a i did something today that was uh just threw it out there because somebody said do patrick mahomes and i was like i think that's a pretty good yeah. way to try and do <laughs> right. and they're like that's kermit the frog i'm like no this is kermit the frog <laughs> right it's there's no rasp in kermit the frog yeah he's a little froggy he's frog like yeah. is my impression a hundred percent there no but don't say it's the same thing <laughs> yeah because it's that's because like it's Vin diesel sounds like kermit because he has that he has that back of the throat Kermit quality in his voice, you know. And like, yeah, that's yeah. all that I can hear when I hear it. But I, it's, I know it's, it doesn't it's, sound like Kermit. You can, you can, it's, it's, it's the bubble. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the bubble. It's the yeah, bubble in the throat, and it's halfway it. between Fozzie and Kermit. Yeah. Ah, yeah. that's that. <laughs> okay, it's in there, yeah. and you find that in the it's middle. Al Michaels, Fozzie, and Kermit all together. But see, I yeah. think a lot of people get confused with Kermit now because he's had so many voices. He's got right. new These ones. These kids don't know who Kermit's supposed to sound like. We know him. He's Jim yeah. Henson. As a forty-eight-year-old man, I see the new Kermits, and I'm like, oh, it disappoints me because I want my Kermit <laughs> to be the Kermit, like yeah. the, the Scooby Doo. Yeah. You see, I'm like, that is not that is not Shaggy. And it can't yeah, be. He's dead, for God's sakes. What did I expect that to live forever? But it drives you nuts because I do hear those subtle differences. A lot of people don't. You're right. It's Hold like, on. You don't yep. do either of those, do you? I mean, uh, for the actual, you, you weren't the for the films. In the, yeah. For, no, you don't. I just want to make sure John wasn't insulting I just want to make sure John was insulting. ADR stuff. So if if you go to a screen, if you ever catch a screening, <laughs> you hear all the temp voices that are in there. That's that's kind of work I do. Right, so but why don't? Just, so why don't? You, why is that what you're doing? That is that. Are you in a? Are you pigeonholed in that at this point? Is that where you're at? It's, it's one of the jobs I do. I, right. I do that for a lot of shows. Sometimes, sometimes I'll dub stuff from here. Um, I still do a lot of commercial work. I still do a lot of video game characters. I just worked on a new Elder Scrolls Online thing recently. I didn't ask you to so, brag. You know. Yeah, jeez, that got real humble. <laughs> so I, I just kind of do whatever <laughs> I can get. You know, I right. mean, in this job. You know, there's not a lot of residual work to to get, and that's kind of the hardest stuff to get. You have to freaking hustle. Man. So if they throw something at me, I'm kind of like, yes, man. I'm just like, I'll just try. I'll well, try it. There and, are so many established people. The uh, Maurice LaMarche's. Oh yeah. The, um, you know, even Carlos Alas Rocky and some of the animated stuff. There's you know more people than me. Peter Cullen used to do. Of a trailer oh, yeah. as well. He's an OG yeah. trailer guy. It's one of the reasons why I loved him so much. Yeah. I mean, I he was kind of like, I wanted to be that guy who did not only did trailers, but also did cartoon other character stuff, you know? And they just, that, that's a very, it's an even smaller group than movie trailer guys because very few movie trailer guys also are character actors. Colin, David Kay, uh, Corey Burton, believe it or not, the guy who did. Give us some examples of who those people are. So, I, so sorry, Corey I Burton, to... if you've ever gone to Disney, Please keep your hands inside the tram at all time. Welcome to the Haunted Mansion. You know, he's that guy, but he's also from Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Doing them all. Comes when, machete. When you That's said the same Peter, guy. Uh, I'm sorry, John. Those all sound the same. <laughs> you said Peter Cullen. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, my brain's pictured uh, Bill Cullen, host of uh, Joker's Wild. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy did voices? I'm like, what in the world? Did I, I also notice when you Google Peter Cullen, you get a lot of Twilight references. Oh, is that Cullen's? right? <laughs> yeah. I screwed that one up because I'm like, wait a minute. That guy had like just the... It was an old man voice, but no, that's a different Cullen. Yeah, no, Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. That's and, right, and some of the it, my brain legendary trailers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, he did Matt TV. Or no, yeah, no, in Living Color, he didn't live in, in the Living Color sketch show. with uh, Jim Carrey doing Fear de Milo is uh, I can't remember the sketch, but it was oh, like Fear de Milo, and I was like, oh, that's oh. Peter Cullen. And as soon as I heard, I don't it, think it was he instant. could do that today. Uh, Vera de Milo, yeah, probably not. One thing, I, one thing one yeah. thing I noticed with Peter Cullen is his S's, his S. He has an odd S. Have you? Have I've you never probably, noticed his S being. You, you, you listen to his S, and there's it's this. He, he, it's, it's different. Heavy. It's very different. Um, it's not. It's, it's not. not a lisp, but it's no, just pronounced it's, S. And it might be he has fake teeth or something. You ever know when yeah. people get fake? Maybe teeth? Maybe when people get new teeth. Bob they, Costas <laughs> has it. Uh, oh, does he? Billy Bob Thornton got it when he got his teeth fixed. And he started with the. Oh, okay. The. Uh, that's another one I get a lot. Yes. It's like, oh, I do a Billy Bob Thornton. I don't like Michigan's and Musker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they think that's what. No, that's John does. John like. John does an amazing. Uh, well, I just I used to. Well, a conversational Billy Bob Thornton, which is a useless impression, by the way. 
And it came from him doing an interview with some Canadian guy who was asking him questions, and he hated the questions. And he just sat at the table and be like, you wouldn't ask Tom Petty that question, would you? Because I don't think he'd answer that if you... This is just insulting. All but you get, what, what's the deal with you? What's the deal with your people and sandwiches? <laughs> sandwiches. And that was yeah. There's so, those. There's those little. Yeah, those S's are all because of his. Yeah, he does have one of those, those S's. Those I, I'm S's. No, I can do his just normal speaking voice. You know, I <laughs> yeah. watched that that episode of Big Bang Theory where he was trying to get Penny <laughs> back to his apartment. You know, it's just it's just Southern guy. <laughs> those swings. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him once on the show because he had his band called the Boxmasters in town. The Boxmasters. And I said, uh, band's called the Boxmasters. I said, I can only imagine that that is what I think it is. And he goes, it's uh, pretty much exactly. <laughs> yep, he does say exactly, yeah, exactly a very exactly. particular yeah, like, way. So it's about women and it's, a, yep, it's derogatory. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But see, that's, that's the thing about guys like us. They can, we can pick out every single little part that makes that voice sound like that voice and it's not just the same pitch and the same yeah. tempo and the same got to you know because there's a difference between an impression and a sound alike and a lot of people don't even understand that yeah and i use i use arnold as an illustration when i coach a voiceover all the time because i'm like well, wait you know, a you second to- you're a voiceover coach yeah i do a little coaching oh, i'll That's do a it. sketch i'm making a sketch <laughs> we're doing so, a sketch I- together i'm putting on a mustache yeah. and i'm gonna be your voiceover hey coach. how are you my name's frank i really like to get into business <laughs> No, I forget the uh, uh, Jamie I Kennedy. Don't push you here. You're not ready. They did that. They did, that. They did that. It was a prank show, and it was like the worst thing ever because I kn- I know how hard it is to get into cartoons, and this poor this poor guy goes into the booth thinking he's working on a cartoon, and it's the Jamie Kennedy show. Oh. It's the whole thing's a prank. Can you imagine that guy's heart when he left? Like I'm not oh. really gonna. Get and and you know Jamie loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamie oh, Kennedy was like, oh, do it this way. He was just like making him do every ridiculous thing. And he had the whole disguise on. I'm like, that poor, poor fool. <laughs> People don't realize how good that Jamie Kennedy experiment was. It's still the, one of the funniest uh, it's so sketch bad. shows. They did a thing with a giant rat in a wall. Uh, and people were like, we've got, and they called exterminators. I'm like, you can hear him in these walls. You can hear him. He's in there and you hear in the wall. And he goes, yeah, I hear it. You got rats. And the dude's in there by himself a second later with the exterminating stuff. And a 10 foot gigantic <laughs> rat comes just blasting through the wall. And it was just for the reaction of people's hearts exploding. But yeah, that show was hilarious. Oh, and he's Jamie. Yeah, he Jamie gets into a character. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. uh, is, when he was in here. He I don't know what character he was, but it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, was, he, he was kept turning into Trip Reeb, your your yeah. your your boss. He kept going. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, You're doing a John Holmberg character. <laughs> doing my yeah. character from my work. A little creepy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. It's uh. It's fun when uh, when people get that. It's a strange conversation. When you hear somebody say it's from, I tell people that all the time, and I'm like, you can do an impression or you can do this. It's just here or here. Like, right. I, I was telling, yeah. I was telling somebody about Barack it's, Obama, and you're like, it's the bubble and it's up, and they're like, what in the world? It's like trying to teach a show a blind man how to go somewhere on a map. They're yeah. like, well, I don't. What but is that's what I was going to ask you, like, because we can have that conversation. But when you're coaching someone, and they can't do, how do you coach somebody through a voice? Well, I mean, I, I do very specific coach. I'm not going to get in there and promise I can teach them how to do epic movie trailer voices. Right. I can teach them about the business. But first of all, why would you? Got. Why would yeah. you teach somebody yeah, to take your job? Exactly. Because the, the, the industry's so big and somebody who's, I mean, I, I know how long it took me to get here. And somebody that's at just starting out, I don't have anything to worry about. I mean, and being the best man win. There's enough work out there for everybody. If you're meant to have it, you're meant to have it. If, if you're, I mean, why get worried about competition? I no, mean, no, fight. You just do your best. You throw it out there. You have fun with it. And that's what I always end up booking stuff. Is like, you know, who cares about everybody else? I'm gonna have a good time with this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I use that that illustration about uh, you go to the to the you know park whatever, and there's the guy that does the caricatures. Now, that's an impression because right, right. it's the over-exaggerated version of it. And then there's a, f- a picture. It looks exactly the same. It's just a copy. So there's the difference between a sound-alike, what I do, is you know our, our job is to sneak in, do the job, and nobody we never get credit for it. It doesn't go on IMDb and right. sound-alike in this particular trailer, commercial, movie, whatever. I mean, you might get a loop group. Sometimes you'll get a credit. Like a couple of movies I got a credit. But most of the time you're just completely uncredited. You just go in, sneak in, do the voice, get out. Well, and it's Arnold's like, like it's, it. a lot it, of people do that. That over exaggerated Arnold, and then there's you know the way Will Sasso does it. You know, it's a sound alike. You get in there the movie, and he sings the song during the credits, but it's not Arnold. No, it's Will Sasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like uh, Josh Robert Thompson when yeah. he does 
Morgan Freeman. Man. You just think it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's him. It's scary. It's, it's, it's yeah. so unbelievable. Scary he takes his body. Yeah. He takes his as, as essence. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. Because you I do have changed the way I did mine because of him. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that he's weird? So good at it. And that happens too when you're like, oh yeah. man, you see in an impression someone's got a subtlety you didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until you hear the impression and you're like, uh oh, is this stealing now? Yeah, see, I, st- I try to stay away <laughs> yeah. from that. It's I, it's that's why I don't, yeah. It's, I listen to Frank and, and Josh Romer Thompson for that. I, I want to learn from the best, the yeah. guys who do it. Yeah, but you're doing a else. different thing. See, if you were doing stand up comedy, uh, I remember when I first met you, and you could tell me if I'm wrong about this. I don't remember. Um, but just make it up then. <laughs> that, And I, I think we even touched on this a little bit before. They used to teach you in radio do impressions of other people's impressions. When I first come in, came in and met you, you were doing lots of Saturday Night Live character. We did kind characters. Of- we did like they were my kind of my characters, but there okay. were a couple like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, when I first remember meeting you. I remember Homer Simpson and a couple. Which I didn't do that, but I did cartoon. We, you, you did. Came it. In you didn't did, do it. Uh, uh-uh. I just started. Then doing I'm Homer just making. A while it later. No, no. There was. I know what you're saying. Because <laughs> we had characters that I had developed on the I'm show. I'm pretty sure you did a Homer. Simpson. That was an alternate timeline. Yeah. Was, no, it <laughs> maybe Mr. Burns three. or something like that. Could have been. But yeah, I, I, I did that. Wrong. I would do that kind of. You know, stuff you remember a lot more than I do. Something happened midway through, like doing the show for as long as I've done it, where I don't really lean on those too much. But if it was, let's say, it's Harry Shearer's birthday, what? and we'll goof around, and then I'll do his impression. Of, like I give the credit to the guy who's it. But whereas before, it kind of was. Yeah, radio is a is a thieves' haven. Right. They they love to hear somebody else do something or take a bit. Or Saturday yeah. Night Live did a thing, so they redo that character like it's theirs. And there's a few where, like, Wayne's World was, well, you know, that kind well, of thing. I mean, but there were things, there were things at, at Saturday Night Live. I remember hearing from the writers at Mad TV that they were getting tapes of me doing George W. Bush to give to people yeah. at Saturday Night Live to work on their George W. Bush. Daryl Hammond asked for mine. <laughs> yeah, like the employee videotape. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happened to... Welcome to Saturday Night Live. That, Here's how to do impressions. Yeah. That happened to Mike McRae as well. Mike McRae <laughs> sent hilarious. in a videotape, and all of a sudden his impressions were, were on, on Saturday Night Live. No one yeah. wants to be a Pablo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing, and Daryl Hammond came in and asked me, because he's like, uh, they said, oh, you do impressions too, and I'm like, I do a few, and this was probably, geez, 2007. And he said the thing, he said, the one I can't get is Bush. Right. And you and I always went back and forth with similar type, and I did it. And he goes, that's awesome. Do you do that on the show a lot? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, can I get tapes of that? Right. And I thought, <laughs> sure. And I didn't really think, but that was what he was doing. Right. Jeez. And that's well, no, okay. They, they, they don't have was, to send, I, you know, I, it's not really it. okay unless somebody asks you, but here's the other part of it, too, is that they're under so much pressure yeah. to have to do something yeah. that they just don't care yeah. anymore. And Daryl's nuts. Yeah. It, so, <laughs> we found out. Yeah. Daryl might be a little bit off. I'll, I'll tell you that story sometime, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have he to pushed me. It, we, we, he, there was a physical altercation, and it was Frank's fault, too. It was not my it fault. It was your fault. <laughs> it's 100%. We went to fault. go see Daryl Hammond because Daryl Hammond was on the show that yep. morning. Yep. And um, and great on the show. Second time he'd been on, and the first time was great, and we hit it off really well. Second time he told tons of stories and really opened a little up. story for you. It was amazing. I did Daryl Hammond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> just I'm wearing all really- black and just going. I'm on the precipice of suicide. It's <laughs> <laughs> suicide. <sighs> but his stories were electric. They were fantastic stories about how crazy he is, right? And how you know he had truth. Secret, Secret Service people following him around because someone wanted to kill Bill Clinton and just thought. Daryl Hammond will do. (laughs) Yeah. So we chased him around. So we had that. And then you and I were going to go see him together and honor Daryl Hammond at the improv. like, he's the best. Yeah. And uh, I stood at the top of the stairwell and he walked by and I said, hey, Daryl, how are you? And he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, uh, I'm coming. Frank Caliendo's coming up. We're going to grade your act tonight and see which voices you do that are. And I'm just kidding, right? Right, But (laughs) Daryl takes that stuff as serious. And he pushed me. He goes, why did you say that? And he pushed me. And this is right as Frank's coming up the stairs. And I don't even meet him. And he storms inside. And he was going to not do the show because... We were there. Yeah, he threatened to not. <laughs> I do just the imagine show. this like, yeah. oh, it was bad. So I'm texting where Dana Gerard Carvey. Butler just kicks you down. <laughs> I'm texting Dana Carvey. Spot. <laughs> and I, uh, so I'm texting Dana, and I'm like, "Hey, is is this crazy? What's going on?" He's like, mm, "He's a little, you know, you, he's you a little know. off." Yeah, he's a little off. Or he's touchy. Because I don't want to have Daryl Hammond upset. You know, I just, I I felt weird about it. But Dana's like, yeah, he's just different. I was like, okay. But uh, he flipped that and then his wife came to our table midway through the show and said, is everything okay? And you could totally tell it was to find out where we were sitting. Yeah. And we were just like, we need to go, but we're not gonna. And then, and then 
We thought he was going to come and say hello to us, but he'd left. He yeah, snuck left out. Left the building. <laughs> oh, it was bad. And it was so strange because just a few hours earlier, we're exchanging notes on things, and this impression's great, and I love his Jesse Jackson, which I thought was just hilarious, and his Al Sharpton, and just couldn't have <laughs> been more complimentary. But the mean, Flintstone speech, that was freaking oh, classic. so great. And there's Gonna so put many that great moments. Out that house. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just... Yeah, but that would do. He didn't uh, take to the joke, which I thought comedians did, but I learned the hard way. No, no, no. I, yeah, he takes things very Yeah, that serious. was too serious. Well, I, in doing stand-up just recently, I'm brand new. Like, I've only gone up four or five times. And I, I make a just a personal rule. Don't ever do voices to another voice guy unless they actually ask you to. Just to be cool, because you don't know how... Yeah. They take it, or maybe they take themselves too serious, or maybe they're insecure, whatever. But you don't want to be like, eh, you know. So I was trying to make sure. It's <laughs> How did stand up go for you? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, honestly, I kind of got thrust upon it. I I made the mistake of signing up for those classes at Flappers, and they it's like, okay, you ready? Yeah. They why did you to do a class a just to get stage time? Like, say it again. Why did you do a class just to get stage time? Yeah, I just wanted to try it. People bugged the crap out of me about trying it. I was like, okay, I tried it. Now leave me alone kind of thing. So I signed up, and you're supposed to just go up in front of a bunch of other, a couple of other, two, that's what couple means, uh, <laughs> stand-up comics, and they're going to just kind of tell you how you did. But they're like, okay, you ready to go? And I walk through the door, and there's 70-something people in there. There was no two people. Oh. They signed me up to go for real, and I'd never done stand-up before. And I almost fainted. I had to, If you know anything about flappers, they have a seat in every single stage. So I sat down before I fainted. I was like... Oh, guys, I'm so tired right now. And I just went in. I just kept going. And just like, I was not ready to, to, to perform yet. I was not supposed yeah. to perform. Did the lights real. get you? Or were you used to lights? Because the first time I ever get up, got up on stage, the lights blinded me. Yeah, and I it, didn't I know what see to do. I didn't shapes. know where I was. I didn't yeah. know where the red light was in the room to look. And I had no idea. You have to understand, from going from thinking there's going to be two people in the room to seeing 70 people in a very crowded small room, I was I was terrified. And where's Flappers? But it went pretty is, well. Is, Nobody is, even knew it. I'd never known it. I'd never done stand-up before. Is so, Flappers in, is, is in Burbank? Is, is that where Flappers is? Yeah, Burbank. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the first but couple... I, try not to, I try not to be the, and here's this voice doing this thing. Right. It, if it comes, it comes. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't try to force voices down people's throats because I don't want to be known as just a comic who does voices. I just want to be known as a stand-up comic who also happens to do some voices. Well, I so always, I, I always like, took from truth, and that's that was the thing that was different about me. I think than a lot of stand-up comics who did voices is they would always do the and now it's the Dennis Miller yeah, thing. And here's the so and so. Yeah, doing such and such. Jack Nicholson yeah. is a fry cook. No, how about you as a fry cook? <laughs> touching? Um, but it, it was more of that. Uh, to, you know, find the truth. Like um, Casey Kasem was the voice of Bat of Robin and Batman, and yep. Robin of the Super Friends, and they're dear Batman and Robin. It's been a long time since <laughs> yep. I last show you the one of you. So it's, find them. it's like doing yeah. that bit and and taking who they were from something else and doing fish out of water with yeah. that character. Right. And nobody was really doing anything like that. It was always those cheesy setups. Yeah. yeah. So that I was only do thing. I only do one of those, and it's just it's the way I close. What's that uh, I, I I do the whole bit about. I don't know. You've probably seen this thing on Facebook where it's like, besides Morgan Freeman, who would you have narrate your life? And I was like, I think a better question would who who would narrate the audiobook for Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> and I try to ruin everybody's childhood, and I do a bit of Winnie the Pooh. It's so terribly <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I changed Christopher Robin from Christian, so it gets a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob, <laughs> that's it's so very sticky being in a rabbit's honeypot. <laughs> Yeah, I knew. I knew it was going to be there somewhere. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, oh, I do. You know, they don't understand that Jim Cummings is the current voice. Yeah. And I'm still doing Sterling Holloway. That's the voice I grew up with. Yeah, that's great. Although you're ruining Winnie the Pooh for me now. I did. I did. I've got his head in someone's so vagina now. <laughs> I don't that want It sounds that. exactly like something you'd go for. Well, I'm not with Winnie the Pooh, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yes, he's going to have to change that shirt. That's the most risque thing I do. I stay pretty friendly, <laughs> friendly for the Cummings does. Does Tigger too, right? Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, buddy boy. That was the first phone call I got. Actually, my manager from Tigger was friends with his manager, and he got me like a personal. And I thought it was a bill collector because it came up as no number. And I'm so glad I let it go to voicemail because as soon as it picks up, it's like, well, well, hello out there. This is your old pal Winnie the Pooh, and it was Jim. Oh, and I was like, awesome. oh crap! And at the end of it, it's like, who are you talking there to, buddy boy? <laughs> well, look who it is. It's John. It's your old pal Tigger. You know, T I W go er. And I was like flipping out. I'll tell you the weirdest phone call I ever got. I was in a hotel room. I think it was Vegas. 
I no, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not exactly sure where it was. I just know it was a hotel room. <laughs> and I get a phone call, and this guy starts going, "This is Doctor Phil. How are you? <laughs> uh, 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 this is Jimmy Store. Uh, it was Rich Little. Rich Whoa. Little called me. Holy crap! Dude. To talk to me about something. So this is the, at this the end of that call. They get off my turf, ticket. <laughs> get off Vegas if you, if you know what's good for you. This was uh, this was another weird thing because my old manager did a show. That was about impress. It was like the um, American Idol of impressions. Oh yeah, yeah Alon yeah. Gold the was Dan actually, Carvey show. You no, know, it was it was uh, <laughs> Alon Gold was. This is ten fifteen. Didn't years Jeff ago. Ross oh, host that? Okay, uh, he might have. I think he did, but I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, something there's something to sound like or something. You know, one of those. It had a double yeah. meaning kind of thing, but. Uh, my manager was a producer on it, but I had nothing to do with it. He wanted, he, at one point, I think he wanted me to be on it, but I was like doing something else. I think my show was on at the time. But I found out that Rich Little was mad at me because I stole his idea and did it before. But I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. I, I, if I, I didn't make any money on it. I didn't have any, I, I wasn't associated with the show in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I want to help you make that story better. Yeah. Make it Little Richard. Switch it up. For no reason at all, little Richard called you and went, uh, this is Dr. Phil. <laughs> Stop it, girl. Stop I, making that impression. I have a, I have, I have a little Richard story. I'm going to do it quickly. Come, we're in uh, a hotel in Nashville. I know the place this time. Okay. And nobody knows my wife, Michelle, is pregnant. She walks out of the elevator, and little Richard feels her belly and goes, Ooh, child! <laughs> You're gonna have a baby, Ooh, child. Yeah, oh, yeah. He put it in there. Yeah, oh, he's like, child got blessed <laughs> with him doing it. Is that boy or girl? It was, it, and no, she hadn't told anybody. But Rich, little yeah. Richard can see. <laughs> he can see inside he a woman. Knows. He can see. He, can, he has. He has. <laughs> smell it or I can feel. Or just saying, ooh, child. Now, had he said like, ooh, Hyundai, like something horrible would have happened inside her body. <laughs> He he made that baby. Oh, a that would be a better story. He puts his hand on. He puts guys, his hand why on you there. guys have all oh, cool. Why do you take my true stories yeah. and make them better? Stories? He just wishes things into women's ovaries. <laughs> car, daughter of Frank Caliendo, yeah. you shall be one. <laughs> you shall bring peace to the galaxy. Yeah. Shut up. I like your little Richard stories. Oh, all of them. I just have one. You've never met Rich Little. They're all Little Richard now. No, okay. All of them. Wait, are you Jedi mind trick? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just trying this to is not the, This is not the impression yeah. you're looking for. <laughs> Move along. This is not the rich little you're looking for. What's the most <laughs> unique voice you think you do? Is there any impression that you do that nobody I else try to, does? I try to go for all unique voice. I try to go for voices that nobody else has done. When I started doing them, nobody did Optimus Prime impressions. If no. they did, it, it all sounded like this. You know, that cardboard generic. Yeah, there's a lot of bad voice. Optimus Prime. Like, I did, I did a thing oh. where I was trying to do it because so many people ask me but whenever i see that on uh social media i'm like 35 people that i, yeah. I can name 35 people who do it better that i'm never going to be as good as right. and all you're going to do is complain that i'm not that good at it. right so <laughs> but i did an optimus prime because i i knew i was going to uh, throw a shout out to to john there and um and, it, but it, and people were like eh, it's okay and it was because i just even made fun of him. like it's it's right. all right but he, oh this was this was a crazy thing and i i'm i'm bill waltoning and doing a tangent <laughs> on my own story how great is this the tangent to the tangent is the circle itself uh so john um sends me a not john without an h not with an h right uh, this john Bailey, not yeah, john, this Bailey. john he sends me uh he says this this transformer sketch that was a cartoon. He goes, this is from your TV show. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, I don't think this is from my TV show. I feel bad. <laughs> but then I hear halfway through, I hear two or three voices that are obviously me doing the voices. <laughs> like my Al Gore was this. Right. And I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, that's me doing Al Gore. I can right. hear my voice. And I'm like, this is from my show. And this <laughs> is brilliant. You're right. Yeah. But now I'm well, going to post I've got, it. I've got a finger on the Transformers fandom pulse. You know, because yeah. that's kind of like yeah. what led me here. I, Do they know heard, you? Do the fans? The, the oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, for for a lot of fans, you know, I've I've gotten to do the ultimate fan thing, which is actually got to work on something Transformers related. Because be, I didn't just fill in for Peter Cullen for you know that brief moment in the movie and then get replaced. I was also two final voices, which that's like a huge deal. I actually got to be characters alongside. You know my favorite version of Optimus Prime. Who are you? Who are you in the movie? Uh, Shockwave and Soundwave in Bumblebee, which is oh, just, and they're two cool. my oh, two favorites. Too. I loved Shockwave. 
um, Shockwave is another movie trailer guy, Corey Burton from back in the day. And he was doing, and I told Travis Knight the story, not knowing again, it was Travis Knight, but I was like, funny story about Shockwave's voice. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get David Warner. He's like, what do you mean, David Warner? I was like, well, that's who Corey Burton was doing an impression of when he came up with the voice for Shockwave. He was oh. doing that very David Warnery type thing from, from Tron. And that's oh. how, that's how Shockwave's voice was, was brought forth. You know what and, uh, helps a and lot? he was like, that's such a cool story. You're in that giant carton of eggs. And I think that also helps because the voice is just being, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, because he's microphone. not, he's actually not very good at voice. No, at no, he's great it's at all the egg carton. No, when he did, when he did that one, it was the perfect <laughs> gate. Like nothing, nothing rattled or anything. It was just that beautiful right into the mic. Tone. Oh, they just straight into the voice. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh, it's you so have good. to be good in this yeah. business because yeah. it's so fast. They're like, do the sound alike within the hour. And like, it's 357. Yeah. By four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that <laughs> so you What's the weirdest just... combinations of, uh, you know, voices? They said they, when they'll do that thing, like, uh, do a oh, little yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds with some Optimus Prime <laughs> and then throw in some, um, uh, Jim Carrey. The, the, yeah, usually it's like we want an Alec Baldwin with like a, you know, Howard Park, you know, like some movie trailer guy voice with a little Morgan Freeman. And I honestly just end up doing Sam Elliott. And yeah. <laughs> usually that's the one they're like, oh, that's that's great. We like that one. <laughs> I don't think they know what they want. They just throw a bunch of names out there of voices yeah, that you, they it, like. So you think it's a Mad just, Libs thing for them? And they're just, just fishing. They're, you know, yeah, they're just, trying to they're trying yeah. to sound like they should keep their job. So they're right. throwing. Yeah. They're just throwing out names. <laughs> this is like why, I understand your industry. I get. I know all the right. people. So let's just throw that out there. This, that's why I do three takes because I feel like if you just throw one voice at them, you're you're wasting chances, especially yeah. if you can do more than one. So if they throw up different names instead of trying to combine them, I just do my own versions of each one instead. I got to ask you this: when you're in the car commercial, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, yeah, yeah. When you're doing that, is that legit? As a person at home, I'm like, are those people? Uh, yeah, they, well, they they, they no weren't idea. actual customers, obviously. Oh, sure. They were actors, but they did not know that we were pranking them. So but they were there as like to get so they the were, They thought they were there to play a a person buying a car. They had right. no idea that the hardest part of that sketch was they didn't tell. They told everybody that I worked there, right, without telling me anything about the vehicle. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I had to I had to just bullcrap my way through all their there's like feel free to ask him as many questions as you want and i didn't know anything but that's just so like did, a regular car sales thing. yeah that, yeah i was just gonna say you're doing the exact <laughs> I, job of a car salesman <laughs> it's i red. did the standard like my dad does when, when we go to family get-togethers where it's like uh so what's the gas mileage? Like, oh man it's so good it's such a great <laughs> gas <laughs> just every every question was answered just like that so that it's it's, it's almost a trump type it's the best all right everyone knows. it's the best best gas mileage i felt like i was literally just whatever they wanted to hear through the whole thing because yeah, i knew they were thinking about i'm on camera right now you know they're not really paying super attention to me so i'm like if i can just flub through this they won't get any clue that i don't really work here yeah but mitsubishi runs a huge risk that you're going to say something the car doesn't do that's why. That's literally why I was just like, because we were. There's they were editing, filming John. us in the Yeah, I know, but, but there might have been a great moment, and then they're like, we well, like I said, they, they weren't actually recording our audio. They were just recording them coming in, looking around the cars. Oh, and so this was like pre. And none of the, the oh. audio was going to be on there, but okay. we didn't want to blow the surprise either. <laughs> so I was in that very delicate balance of not ruining the fact that I had no idea what I was talking that's about. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, what are you? What are you? What are you trying to get to? Are, are you happy doing what you're doing? Do you want to do more cartoon voices? Do you want to act? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the goal. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on my bucket list that I've always wanted to do, and I've already got to do, which is awesome. So, uh, I already got to be the voice of a toy. That was really early on. I, I've always I've always wanted to be able to play with myself and get away with it. So now I have <laughs> toys that have my voice in them. Uh, so yeah, I've done a, a few voices for Star Wars and some. Uh, uh, I've done an audio book, which I'll ugh, never do that one again. Well, I I, um, I saw you doing a, a TikTok live. Was that an audio book you were reading right there? No, I'm I'm doing this this weird gig where I have to just read a lot of dialogue in different like emotions, which is odd, but in the same voice, which is another one of those tests of can you really do that voice or can you just do a little bit of that voice? And it gets freaking hard after a while because you realize man, maybe I can't do this voice as good as I think I can. Because right. it's, man, I, when you do a full range of emotions, like you have to do a happy one and a sad one and an angry one, it, it gets it gets tough, especially in voices that are like very physically demanding. But Morgan Freeman's a tough one. I had two of those back-to-back. I had to do Morgan Freeman and Sam Elliott, and I had to do them back-to-back. And I was like, man, that's a tough transition to do that. And it was a lot of dialogue, too. Did There's you like, feel they were completely different words. or very similar in starting to meld? 
Uh, you can kind of feel like you, if you, I, I, I try to check every few pages and I'll listen to make sure that I'm still in it. Cause as I, as I get tired, I notice my pitch starts to slowly go up a little bit on lower voices. So I try to get myself back down in that groove where, but it's a constant like ba- balance of just st- make sure you're still on track. Cause sometimes in your head, you're just trying to get through the thing and you start to get tired. Your throat starts to get dried out or whatever. Cause you're just like Andy Kaufman read that whole, the great Gatsby, like good grief, dude. his voice was thing. gone by the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I, I, you've made me feel so much like I should never, ever utter another word. No. <laughs> voice. No, and we didn't even get to, no we'll timber. have to do another episode with you because we've got we got to get rolling here in a second. Uh, Autobot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even want to do it. Wait, I do we have time for more quick story, though? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to share this because I always thought this was awesome. So I, I do with this thing called like voice reverse engineering. It doesn't really have a name. And, and, and I get a lot of sound alikes. And sometimes they're, like I said earlier, the, the most normal voices are the hardest ones. And I got an audition. I think it was for uh, R.I.P.D. or Seventh Son. It was one of, it was right after Jeff Bridges had done True Grit. Right. And I was like, holy crap, Jeff Bridges. How in the world? <laughs> so I listened to it. I'm like, that sounds like Frank Caliendo doing John Madden doing Jeff Bridges. So I <laughs> Hold on a second. You. Before you, because we talk about reverse engineering voices too from characters to stuff. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's to. easier. You find the, yeah. it's like Jim Carrey trying to find it from Ace Ventura. You're talking to people who, who get this. Yeah. So, uh, but here's the funny thing: when you do your me doing John Madden, it sounds exactly when like I do you your doing John Madden. Doing John Madden. <laughs> do your John Madden. That's me doing John. So Madden. you know, I, I, I first started off with John with Frank's John Madden right here. You know, Ace is the place for hardware. You know, boom, Gatorade. I've got a fat head of Brett Har- Brett Favre above my bed Yours next a to a mirror. So when I lay yeah. down at night, it looks like I'm laying next to Brett Favre. <laughs> so you so have a, from there. So your Madden kind of has a. I can him. see, but your Madden actually has the bubble, the gravel. Which, but there's a little bubble. Well, maybe, you gotta get their big, you get their big, you know, boom, the big, you know. Yeah, that that hollow cheeks. <laughs> yeah, and, I had an uncle that talked me. He had that that thing in the back, you know, that weird pocket in the back of his throat. <laughs> so I worked from there, and and I just calmed him down a bit and gave him more of a southern accent, and then I got Jeff Bridges right there, there it is. you know. And then you just and you take the southern out of that voice. And you just kind of, you know, soften it up, man. And there you go. They got my rug right there. It's and beautiful. The, floor, man. the vowel, you know, man. Dude, man. Man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I worked from here. I worked from you and worked my way into, and, and then, thankfully, after True Grit, he did every movie the same voice for like seven films in a row. So I booked like Seventh Son, True Grit, wow. and The Giver. And R.I.P.D. like four movies in a row doing Jeff Bridges. I just love that Jeff Bridges that. grew up in Southern California his entire life, and as he aged, he is now like a ranch hand, thick accent, just normally. Like when he talks, yeah. like it's very. Just strange. When he talks, he's just all about California power. You know, he's just <laughs> all of a sudden he's very conscientious about the earth and straws, but he still sounds like he's from the south. Even uh, yeah, though he it's really like a strange. Surfer. I don't know where it happened. Oh, you know who else is from the south? Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, God, not again. Yeah, I make I a bit. Jim, Jim Meskimen does a crazy good. I can't do Tommy Listen to Lee this, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. He does the I'll, subtle. I'll read it. I'll read it. He does subtle old good. country, uh, no country, no country for, for old men. men. The only Lee thing Lee I can do is the outhouse, fin house, barn house, and outhouse. Yeah, that one line. I, I did that. Yeah, I did that at Mad TV, too. And then I he he sent this to me, and I was like, oh, while, you while he's looking it up, I have an idea for you for TikTok. Yeah. Here we go. So I think you should get on duetting people and. Do play by plays as John Madden of what they're doing in the TikTok. Oh, I, yeah, I'm you actually. Know, here's a girl. She put her hand on this shoulder and hand on this shoulder. I don't want to do John Madden because it's so old. I was doing that all in voiceovers. <laughs> I actually have one picked out right now to do Jim Nance and Tony Romo to do Tony. Um, I have that. I was probably going to put it out in the next day. I um, thought that would be a funny because that's, 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 that's basically what I was doing on Twitter was all voiceover stuff. I did one of them that I have on there. Is doing uh, Mortal Kombat play by play of Mortal Kombat as Madden and Summerall. I had that idea. I made a video of that a long time ago. I tripped back before face swapping was not really good. Yeah, well, that's okay because uh, I did it on yeah. my TV show too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've never done anything he hasn't done. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't claim. No, yeah, because I did Madden and Summerall doing uh, a. What was it? it was I was actually just John Madden doing um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. I did that in my act. And then I did something on Frank TV, but they wouldn't use an actual video game because they didn't want to get sued. Um, but they well, you can do that now, though. 
Yeah, you can do anything now. They just wouldn't do. They just were wrong. Like when we did that, we did a sketch about PEDs with superheroes. They had to make Hulk blue because they wouldn't make him green. Oh, good it's like, come on. I still think that idea is. Hilarious. I think sports commentators on video games is still a hilarious idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why well, did Super Mario? Did Bob you see Costas the Super Mario and, Brothers one I did? Yeah, Mario just ate a mushroom. He's two times bigger than he was a couple seconds ago. Favorite one. Yeah, <laughs> by all of them. I originally did it as Harry Carey, and then I just changed it. Yeah. That's like that's a twenty-five-year-old yeah. bit. Yeah. Mario just stay the mushroom. But there's not a lot of there's not a lot of sports content besides just sports on social media. It's a big. Oh, gap. it's all on Twitter. There's tons of it on Twitter. Twitter has it. It's but on Instagram and TikTok, it's much less sports. It's YouTube yeah. too. It's like. Um, so here's the other thing. Uh, before John reads a little old country, for, no country for old men. <laughs> old country for no men. Yeah, that's the new sketch you want to do. Uh, man, uh, now I got Jeff Bridges in my head. Uh, the uh, we were we're gonna save this for next time, but I just want to bring it up because it made would make John so excited. about you were talking Skeletor and Falcor. Oh, that's and, weird. Uh, <laughs> um, but he does. Uh, John does a great. I do a little man at arms for him. Make, just make me happy. Oh, the man at arms. It's just Peter. Oh, was it Peter Jennings? Is that what? No, not Peter Jennings. Sam Donaldson is what. Right. We're that's, the end. Until next time. <laughs> that's well. I don't have it right now because I got to hear it off my show. Okay. But, don't even worry about it. We'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah. Do it next what time. is it? Uh, the guy. The line I forgot. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> this is the weirdest. Like, all right, do a little, do a little Tommy Lee Jones because this is uh, this is the one he won't stop bothering me with. I should have right. never texted. It's you. brilliant <laughs> right. because it's, it's no conversation. It's, it's no country for old men, so it has zero bearing on anyone's life ever except him. I had dreams, two of them. Both had my father in them. It's peculiar. I'm older now than he ever was by nearly twenty years, which makes me a younger man. First one, we went into town. I don't remember much. Loaned me money and I lost it. Second one, we were riding horses through the mountain pass. <laughs> you make me do the whole thing. No, no, no. You can stop. It's just <laughs> that, some of the vowels are just so amazing. And the funny thing Nobody's is, I, don't care. when I hear it in the mic, it's one of those that's even better on the mic With than it is in yeah. person. You listen to it, you go, "Oh my god, is yeah. that good? How did you do that?" I knew he was ahead of me setting up. When I got there, he'd be waiting. Then I woke up. You said you were going to stop. I can't now. All right. Maybe, maybe so, John, you are epic voice guy on uh, on all across all short social yeah, media across the board. And I just wanted to say, on behalf of a, of a few professional voice actor friends of mine, Lee Tokar, one of my best friends, also wanted me to tell you that you inspired a lot more voice actors than just me. That we all love uh, your work. That's why you're we, on the show. We we, we learned from. Well, let's you, have them. So. Let's have them. I would love to have a roundtable with. I get you in touch with whoever you want because he knows Maurice Marsh. Oh. <laughs> I just think that would be great to have everybody on, but everybody's everybody's going to like when I talked to Don LaFontaine, he was always doing jokes. Yeah, like he'd be like, "Get ready for this." Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. If you bring me on again, I have a hilarious Don LaFontaine story. I don't think anybody has ever heard before. Oh yeah, next week. Oh, you want to hear it now? No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna say it because we're doing tomorrow. We got I got to do that live and stuff. Next time in the studio, coming soon. Yeah, that's it. John will be John too. Yeah, end the show for us. Yeah, hold on, and now. John Bailey saves the show. There you go. <laughs> Wrap it up. They thought it was the end, but it wasn't. Until next time, two men, two voices, nothing but six feet apart. It's the Frank Caliendo Show, rated whatever you feel like. <laughs> you the just, we're cutting it. We're cutting it. It's perfect. We're cutting it at the, the Frank Caliendo Show. At the pause. <laughs> it's beautiful. Before that. Before that. So beautiful. All right. Awesome stuff, John. Unbelievable. Pleasure Thank to meet you. you. Well done. Yeah, really, really good. 